Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stat guy Greg and Dip, every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, we are back. Where were we? How are we back, Mike? There is no. We're back from Thursday. Don't get smart with me. I just did something you wouldn't understand. Had a uh, did some man work over here, moving some stone in the backyard, doing some landscaping. You did, or your dad did? Well, I was out there with him for an hour. Then I had to cut out because I was like, Dad, I got to go record a thing, and then you can keep shoveling rock. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. So you move your dad from Boston for the slave labor? The levels on my recording right now are so disturbing to me. I can't even discuss it with you. You wouldn't understand. It's like the man's work. You wouldn't understand it. So it's good. No one needed to have you on the recording anyway today. Most most predictable open of all time, Kyrie Irving. Who? Your thoughts? Every single podcast under the sun has been talking about him. I'd like to get Jesse's thoughts. Sport. Nobody has Sports Boy yet. I think that the biggest implication to the card market world is that uh, Doncic, Don, Donkey. How do you say it? Is Mr. it Doncic? Is it Doncic? I believe so. I think he is going to benefit the greatest of all of this. But I do think uh, Kyrie joining the Cavs or Mavs is a very good thing as far as them getting a title, uh, their chances of getting a title. Kyrie is an absolute trash bag, and that is an insult to most plastic (laughs) trash bag apparatus on the planet. It doesn't mean he's not good. He is the worst form of a cancerous teammate I've ever seen in my life. I think he is the most overrated superstar of all time. He's lazy. He only plays when he wants to play, when circumstances are absolutely perfect and ideal. The last time we saw it work with Kyrie was when he was a clear number two, not to Kevin Durant, which, by the way, he's a clear number two to Durant. 
those clowns got swept last year by the Celtics, but was when they won a championship with the Cavs and he was under LeBron. I don't know why in the world you would bring this this buffoon in. Like, I just think he is, I think he's going to ruin everything. Dallas is just, I don't know. And Simmons said this on his podcast earlier too. He should have come on and said it on here too, but he didn't want to, which is fine. Um, like you don't sign Jalen Brunson last year, which at this point looks like a pro- like. Honestly, you probably could have got him below his market for what it is right now. Why? Why would you trade up assets to get Kyrie? I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. Wait, but he they traded two average players. I mean, I don't. What is it? Din Dinwiddie and um another guy. I can't remember Fiddle or Finney or something like that. Yeah, Finney. Yeah, I think they were they're both okay. I think the points average somewhere around like. I don't know, 16, 17 a game. Yeah, but they're good. They're very good contributing role players. Maybe more, but yeah. Well, but the only thing is, is that like they, I read something that said, uh, Doncic is known for, he, I think he's actually number one in the league for first quarter points. And Kyrie is number one in the league for fourth quarter points. And Lucas typically by the end of, he gets gassed by fourth quarter he doesn't put up as much. So it's kind of like a really good fit to have Kyrie. If Luca can play with another player, which the teammates uh, or the coaching and staff say that they think he can. So that from well, a what are non- they supposed pa- to say? Hang on. What are they supposed to say? We just traded for this guy and he's going to be a, a terrible human being, and a garbage teammate. That's he's fair. Been that everywhere. That's fair. They wouldn't say any different. I'm just saying from a non, like as a person, I dislike him as a player it seems like there could be a really good potential for the Dallas Mavericks to go very, The guy very far. just was playing with Kevin Durant and couldn't make it work. I mean, like how, but he did. And uh, obviously he didn't want to be there, right? Like we, we saw dude, several he doesn't things. want to be anywhere. He wants to just hang around and sail off the edge of the flat earth and go through space and come back. <laughs> Terrible. I think this is the word. Now the upside is, yeah, it clicks for some weird reason. And two, super ball-heavy, ball-handling guys find a way to work together. And don't get me wrong, I think there's going to be flashes where it's like unbelievable, this is the greatest backcourt we've ever seen, it's amazing. Because talent-wise, he's up there with anybody. Like, those might be the two most talented players in the league. But if you can't, like, if everybody hates you and you give up on your team every other week, it doesn't matter how talented you are, you're useless. I just think it's a horrible trick. Again, I think we're going to get these people, though, and we're gonna. And this is my spin to the card market, and I've been wrong about some of these big moves in the past. However, please take a pause before people go out and buy Kyrie stuff. I, I saw this a lot on social last night. People were like, "Yeah, but now he's got a chance. He's got Luca, and hey, him and Luca are gonna take over the West together." I, just please, please take some use some caution here. People are gonna want to rush out and get this thing because I think he's gonna be the next phenomenal backcourt dynamic duo. And I just don't forget who Kyrie is. He's a guy who quits on his team, who whines as soon as things get tough, and he, and he gives up. I would not spend any money on this kid. Now, selfishly, I have a few Kyrie rookies out of 2012. I think I got a prism and like some hoops, some old stuff. And he's an older rookie at this point, so his pops aren't high. So he has some value there. I hope there's a little bit of a spike so I can dump all of his garbage. But I, I wouldn't, I, I honestly, and I could maybe we're wrong in three months, and it's like these guys clicked, and somehow Kyrie becomes a totally different human being. I don't think there's any chance in the world that happens. I still don't think you're doing anything more than winning one playoff series, which you were going to do without him, and you've now given up assets. I hate it for that. My only issue with this for the hobby world is just, please, let's not buy into this hype that Kyrie and Luca are going to be the next Steph and Clay, the next Jalen and Jason. It's just, 
I, I just think this is going to be a total disaster, which means it'll probably be great because I'm probably going to be wrong. <laughs> I am curious. What did you buy Kyrie at? Do you know? Because he is up oh, like, no, it's, over the last two weeks. He's up 32 percent uh, over people were anticipating the trade. And over the last yeah. three months, he's still up 10 percent. So, I mean, yeah, obviously there's people have not taken your advice that you're giving in this very moment uh, so far. Well, the advice is not to go out and rush and buy on the high. I mean, you're talking 10% over months. It's not exactly like he tripled overnight. He's up 30-something percent in the last two weeks, I said. So, I mean, they've obviously been buying him Is since this has happened. There's some sales in the last 24 hours, obviously, since the news broke. I'm making the point that I'm wondering if everyone is going to, if if this is, because right now his pricing is not that high compared to where it's been in the last six months. He actually has been higher. So I don't know if this is considered the high. He is higher, but I think it's warranted. Why? Because what what we just talked about, like where granted as a person, you don't like him, but as a player and as a performer, he is not as a person, as a player and a teammate, everybody. I've yet to hear anybody say they think this is a good move. I think this is a horrible move. Did you not just say that you, you thought he played well? He's a very skilled player. Didn't you? Is he a talented player? Yes. Does he contribute to winning? Never. Okay. Except for the Cavs. I was about to years say, you ago. did say you won it at the Cavs, but that's okay. Oh, sure. Six six years ago, sure, he was great. Six years ago, I could play full-court basketball and run like I wasn't three feet tall <laughs> with a gut hanging over me. I mean, a lot of things change in six years. My thinking is that when the, the guys in the back office, the coaching staff, whatever management chooses to trade for Kyrie, they probably do it considering all of those things as well. So there may be. And I think those people in the front office are absolute donkeys. <laughs> That's fair. That, and those idiots didn't sign right. Brunson for what would have been a deal. And now you've traded assets for this guy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think this is a, a horrendous trade. I think if you have any Kyrie stuff and you were looking for an exit, as Jesse just said, there's obviously some guys buying him and believe in the hype, which is fine. I think I would, I would just move out of it. Everything right now. If he's up 30% in the last couple of weeks, I think I would take every advantage of this situation and move it because I just think it's a matter of time before he just starts an absolute fire there like he does everywhere else. I just hope there's no detriment to Luca. Like, I think Luca is mentally a tough enough guy. Luca's the leader of the team. I think he's okay, but that's my, that's my other fear there. I mean, Luca is also up quite a bit. Um, I, ever since the trade 24 hours ago, that is, I mean, ever since it's only been a, a day, but basically he's up, uh, I think in the last 24 hours, maybe like 10% or something like that. He was selling for at 2000 for his like uh Luca, or I'm sorry, his 2018 prism silver. It was PSA selling 10. for 2000. It's now at 2200. Yeah. Over the last 24 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, when was the sale before that? The third, there's a lot. I mean, there's 2,100 of those. So that that actually sells quite often. What was the one before the third? Excuse me. There was one yesterday. The fifth uh, was the one that was 2,200. The one that was yesterday, the day before was 2,000. The second one was on the third or the third one was on the third for 2,300. Yeah, it's all 2,300. There there was one that was 2,300 on January the second. So he's the same. So he is the same, but he, I mean, he is still up since that has happened. But he was up higher before it happened. That's what I mean. He has had moments, but all these guys have had were up before this. It just depends on when. Obviously, he hasn't done anything. He had a he should be down right now because he's injured. Luca's injured with like a heel spur contusion. I don't know. Uh, So he was actually out since the fourth or third or something like that. He's missed the last two games. Yep. So there's really no reason for him to be up other than this. 
But I'm saying like two weeks, you just said on the 30 sold for 2300 That was before the trade. That was before the trade. The, sure. the one that he sold, I'm sorry, I got the date wrong. The little mouse is hard to get the time or the date right. Uh, January 30, 30th, it looks like, is when he sold for $2,300. That was, again, before his injury now. I'm just saying that there is only one reason why he would be up right now because he's since dropped after the injury. But since the news came out, well, what he's was up. the other sale after the injury? So you just said it was 2,300, 2,000, 2,200. The other sale after the injury was $2,075. So it went down to 2,000. So this, is just, this is just the ma- this. That's what I'm saying. This is just a matter of there wasn't another one sold. It sold for a hundred bucks more because somebody wanted the card. That's not somebody paying more because Kyrie's there. There's not been another sale, and he sold for more before the trade. So he was at 2000 after the injury, right? He went up to 2075 which is, again, not very much. And then he went up to 2200 after the news broke. Yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with the news. Like, I think that's just the last one that sold. Okay. This card could sell today for two grand. I think. I'm very argumentative today. <laughs> I won't apologize for it, but I don't feel great about it. You're yeah, fine. there's been no movement on his pricing, though. Like, on Facebook and stuff in the groups, you see his Instagram pricing. He's the same. Like, you haven't. there hasn't been really any movement. Those cards just don't come up for sale all the time. That's why there's been three in the last week. One was higher. One was in the middle. One was higher. I mean, those cards come up for sale quite a bit, Michael, but that's okay. Well, you just said there's three in the last week, correct? That's not quite a I mean, that's quite like a they're bit. selling every day. I mean, not sure. every single day, but yeah, quite a bit. I think that's quite a bit. And I so to make my point a little bit, if you go to the PSA 9, same card, since his, uh, after uh, the injury, he went down to $660 on that card. As of yesterday, that card sold for $810. What did it sell for before that? Before the injury? Yeah. Before the injury, it sold for $760. Give me the last five sales. Here's the thing. You will be correct in the sense that the pricing was up to where it is right now in those sales. There there were times where the, the sale price was higher. However, again, there's no reason for it to be higher with the fact that he's injured. Agree to disagree. And that's okay. All right. All right. So that's, that's fine. I think that's well covered other than, did you have any feelings on the nets? I don't think the nets are in as bad a shape as people think either. Okay. You got back two players are going to contribute. I still think at some point this year, Simmons, not for the hobby's sake, but I do think Simmons contributes to that team. And Durant was playing at a top five, top three level before the injury. Do you think they play better without him? Maybe like he was dragging them down in some sense or no? That's not a, that's not a real thing. You had two contributing pieces who actually want to be there and want to play and you get rid of a cancer, and Durant comes back, I could see them still being a top three. Like That team's not beating the Bucks, probably, and you're probably not beating the Celtics. Philly, maybe. I don't trust Philly in the playoffs. So that's what I mean. I don't think, I actually think this is a, it's not a, a big negative for the Durant market. Because at this point, a lot of guys are holding Durant stuff like myself, because the thinking is still like, man, this guy's a top 15 all-time player. Still has an outside shot to win a championship before he's done again. And his market just absolutely imploded the past two years. Like of all the um, like top end, high end, like talent superstars of any sport, he might have been affected the most in the past couple of years, which is kind of wild. Like his stuff has come so far down that I do think that this just kind of makes it maintains it. And it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, as far as Kevin Durant pricing goes, is it the I know he's injured right now. Do you think this is a good time to buy? I don't know if there's a rush to do it. I don't think it's a bad idea, but I don't I don't think there's any like imperative for me to go out and buy Durant today. See when he comes back, see what the team looks like without Kyrie. 
Okay. We'll go from there. Okay. The only advantage I would say, by the way, the one positive to this Kyrie trade for Kyrie and Luka is they're not in the East. Oh. I, I think the four best teams in basketball come playoff time are, are in the East division or in the Eastern Conference. That's a good like point. The Celtics, I don't want, you don't want to mess with the Celtics and the Bucks in the playoffs. I actually think Brooklyn's strong, again, because of what we just talked about. And I don't trust Philly, but Philly is still on paper potentially. I mean, Embiid, any given night, could be the best player on the planet. You don't want to play that team either. Out West, like, do the Nuggets scare anybody? We've never seen them win big playoff series. So, I mean, there's not that much fear. The Warriors are falling apart without Steph being healthy right now. So I wonder, although they scare me if they make it, the Suns, you know, still on the fringe. The Pelicans have dropped like a rock. Memphis, that's what I mean. Like, I think the West is still very winnable. So that is the only thing I would say in the box of pros and cons. It's the only pro you're playing in a very weak conference compared to the East. Um, as far as the Nets go, though, man, I didn't realize they were so, I guess I haven't checked this recently. They're, they're only four and a half games back from number one. That's what I'm saying. Without Durant. Man. Yeah, they're right in the mix. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't want to lie. I've been getting a little more excited about talking basketball. We haven't talked really much basketball at all. Um, is, is this the perfect time to reapproach Simmons and be like, Hey, we're, we're in your territory now. Tell him to come on. February is the I'm month. Do, I'm, I'm done trying to <laughs> plead, beg and plead. I want the man to come on the podcast. I can't continue to. As long as you keep signing the checks, I guess I can be happy. That's, that's so. fair. Uh, what about LeBron before we move off of basketball? Or, I mean, I don't know if you had anything else before. I've got a couple football takes, but do you care about the tomorrow night being possibly the night where his game, he reaches all-time score? No, I don't. Okay. I don't know that the hobby will either. There's so much disdain for LeBron. And a team that's like not even going to make the playoffs this year. It's wild. So I don't think there'll be much of a bump, but who knows? Oh, it's already baked in. I mean, the pricing has has definitely bumped over the last couple of weeks, um, maybe the last month even. Because as of if you look at his 2003 Tops Chrome, the base PSA 10, which there's only 2,200 of those since the beginning of the year that started at like 5,100 bucks. It's selling at like almost $8,000 right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's like. Tons and tons of sales going on since then. Um, same with like his 2003 tops, uh, not the tops Chrome, but the tops where he's like holding tops the Jersey. Paper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one's up, I think like 20% or something in the last That's couple of weeks. Like 2,500 bucks now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, That's good. Beginning of the year, it was like around 1800, maybe close to 2000, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still amazing to me. They're, they're four games under 500 and two games out of the 10th seed. Like, what is going so that's I, I why know I think like if you buy age, I know at his age it's amazing and the numbers and all that. I have no use for a guy who everybody in the league makes the playoffs now. You have ten teams in each league and they're two games out of the play in round. I, I just I, I have no use for that guy anymore. That's it's this is becoming it's not Brett Favre at this point, obviously. That's too dramatic. But it is becoming laughable how little his numbers are contributing to any sort of winning on the court. It's kind of wild. And granted, I hate LeBron, so I'm biased in this. But I, I don't understand how you could be that. And that's I think that's what the hobby, like there started to be some recognition on his rookie stuff. But I honestly, I don't know that his card market ever comes back anywhere near as strong. Some of these other guys, when the market really turns, I could see there being like this big rush. Kobe stuff could spike again in the next year or two years when there's a big spike, big economic change. Like the vet stuff, Bill Russell's, Jordan's, Bird's, all that. I could see that. If LeBron keeps going like this, 
I think there's going to be such like hatred of him in the in the hobby. I could see his stuff not really taking off like some other people if we were to see like a sport wide um, jump in the market. Here's the thing: I think, hot take. I, I think hot take. You and probably a hot good take. amount of people that listen to this specific show are probably in the same boat. I I saw something on TikTok last night. It was showing like. Uh, an interview with Michael Jordan uh, saying like he just won a championship or something. And he's saying like, you know, I'm not saying I'm the greatest in the world and, you know, team ever and stuff like that. And then cuts to LeBron James like a week or two ago or something. I think I'm the greatest. Saying, like I'm the, the greatest in the world. Yeah. Uh, sure. And so to me, I agree. The lack of humility is like disgusting and it's annoying, but I do unfortunately think like there is a world where these TikTokers who rule the world and think that, they are the best. They're 10 out of 10 in everything they do. They think you have to say that, like you have to say you're the best at everything to be a part of their society. And I feel like that's what we're seeing. There's going to be a lot of people, a lot of young people who think, Oh, LeBron's my hero. He he's, he dominated. I'm going to dominate just like him. I'm going to be the best. And I don't know. It's disgusting, but I think because of that, he will continue to have a market. However, all that being said, I think if you have LeBron, he is going to drop significantly after the game where he becomes all-time scoring leader. Yeah, and by the way, we're talking about two very different things. You're talking about his humility and off-court stuff. I'm saying on the court, he's not winning games anymore. I don't care that he's putting up inflated numbers at 38. It's it's becoming a stain on that resume of like, at least Jordan left when he was old. Kobe hung around too much but went out with a bang, and Kobe had an attitude about him. We like that. This is just kind of like the guy's sticking around and he's not winning and it just looks weird. I, I don't know. I do think there's some lasting to him, impression to that. It's like, I think like in his mind, it, he's still playing great. So why did, I mean, even though he's not winning, his team's not winning. If he performs well. I guess. And I, I just think the market is going to respond adversely to that if it continues. Because it is, it becomes an issue in basketball, especially more than any other sport. Football with quarterbacks maybe second and the only thing close. But with basketball, how many rings do you have? Yeah. Like, that's a huge thing. And the fact that they are missing the playoffs again, potentially, is just weird, man. I don't know. Not a fan. Um, do you want to know or do you have a guess as to which football player in the Super Bowl whose uh, card has... Can you wake up? You I, Where's your energy here? You, it keeps coming and going. You were fired up. Now you're falling asleep on me. I'm not, Fire it up, big what guy. What are we you talking... You're not the in the office. Boy rally. You're the one who decided you wanted to stay home and move rock. You could be in the office. We could be having There's a great time. No, I don't want to hear your. That's what I'm talking about. I like it. You got your pulse back. I'm excited. That was it. Fire it up like that. Hey, Michael, of the two teams in the Super Bowl, who God. has performed the best as far as card performance over the last uh, three months? Whose card is up any, the most? Any player on the Super Bowl. Percentage team. wise, I should say. No, that's what I'm saying. Of the two, of the two teams, what player? Who's Travis Kelsey? Dang it. That's right. I didn't think you were going to get that. Travis well, Kelsey. Well, you're in a smug mood. I knew you were going to try to trip me up so it wouldn't be a quarterback <laughs> or something obvious. And I could tell by the sleepy tone in your voice it was I a tight end. I don't have a sleepy tone in my no, voice. No, no, but let me, let me explain to you because a tight mm. end and you were thinking in your head like I'm a little sleepy. I'd like to be tightly tucked in bed. Tightly tucked. Tight end. Travis Kelsey. Next question. Look, at he's smiling. He doesn't want to admit he's happy with that. I'm not happy. I'm angry about it. Travis I'm a little Kelsey. angry. I sold a Travis Kelsey Topps Chrome Rookie Refractor about two, uh, about a month ago, three and a half weeks ago. I forget the grade, but it was like 70 bucks it sold for live auction. Spot on. Comps were 60 to 75. It was spot on. 
that same card now is like $110. <laughs> his stuff is, yeah, I don't know why. I love his attitude. You know what it is with him? He's super likable. Oh, and he's I, like he's grunk. funny. Yeah, and I like, yeah, I like him a lot. I can picture you and Travis Kelsey like doing bro hugs and Stop like. Stop trying to make me happy. Don't you dare try and make me happy. Listen to the tone though. The energy's no, way up now. You I, just need a little fire. I was serious. There wasn't a tone lack. It was just a serious, we were having a serious conversation. There wasn't a lot of banter going on. It was just, it was a, hey, so Travis Kelsey is up 120% over the last three months. 120% for his 2013 Prism card. Listen That's to this guy. Insane. He's an animate. I love it. 120, baby. I'm 120% in. for his I'm PSA 10. Are you, wearing your, are you wearing the plum colored shorts? What do you have they're on there? I just saw you. They're pink. I'm Those are the pink shorts? It's, it's like 32 degrees out and I'm wearing shorts and I love it. Gives me the energy but you got, I need. But you're bundled up in a hoodie. Well, the top half gets a little colder than the bottom half. It's weird. Do you ever stand Which is for interesting, more than a, 15 minutes? You're a sweater. My, you're a big sweater. My leg, I've found that I stand for more than 15 minutes. Part of my thigh goes numb. Is that weird? Does yours do that? Like you could put out a hot poker on my leg and I wouldn't feel it. Honest question. Is over under bad? 40 years. Over under is 40. Give me bad? I don't <laughs> give know. Give me the over under over under 40 years old. You could say it's a superhero thing. Like, I can't feel pain. I can't feel pleasure in it either. But I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe it's worth it. Just that one section of thigh, though. I wonder if you had Superman's heart, like what we would. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's comments like these that make me nervous. Here's my other thing, too. Is Simmons signing us as if it's a one-man show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Like post post. You lose the heart. You lose the heart. That would be I'm bad. not the one losing <laughs> heart here, buddy. I can tell you, of the two of us, I can firmly say I am not reaching the top shelf, and I am not the one losing heart. My I can heart is fine, bro. Don't even. Okay. Who do you think is second? Who do you think is the next one? Who, percentage-wise? Uh, let me think here. You won't get uh, this Isaac one. Isaac Pacheco. No, but that's a, oh, I, I'm happy with that guess. Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. I forgot he was with the Chiefs. He is up 30, uh, I'm sorry, 43% over the last Amazing. three months. He's this according to the player index. Is that what we're doing? Uh, no, I, this is uh, specifically on his 2017 oh, Prism gotcha, gotcha. Silver, PSA 10. Okay. Uh, so I was just pulling up multiple players from both teams to see who's done what. Sadly, AJ Brown is up only 5% over the last three months. I thought I would have thought he'd be up way, way more. Uh, but it is nice to know that Jalen Hurts is still up 25%. He hasn't really done much, I think, since we last talked about him. He's still hovering around $175. But the good news is now multiple sales at this price, and it has not dropped back down. So. Hang on. Is that for his prism base? Yeah, prism base. You know what's, you know what's funny about that? Herbert's like 150 right now. Mm -hmm. You know what two is going for? I think it was like, isn't it like 40 or 50? Yeah. yeah, it's like 50 bucks right now. Yeah. I w well, I was, I was another guy. All By 2020 the way, quarterbacks, our, and he was the, I think he was performing the worst. I think Jordan Love was even outperforming him. Our buddy Happy John went back and listened to a bunch of old podcasts. He was saying this. I said this last year and I got a lot of crap and I was spot on. I was wrong. By the way, my biggest faux pas, as it were, Russell Wilson in the offseason last year, I thought was, <laughs> I thought was going to be really good. But my other picks, by the way, the resurgence of the Giants, Tua and Jalen Hurts. I actually think there's a world this offseason. Uh, obviously, health number one, and it's the most important thing, too. But aside from that, he has to be healthy to perform in the field. I, I wonder if Tua is going to come back as like the day one starter. He was very good. If Tua starts this year for them and is, in, and is healthy in the playoffs, they probably beat the Bills in the playoffs. Like, that's a guy next year. His market is a third of what it was. 
I'm just so worried about the concussion stuff. Like, if, oh, I, and I too. wonder if there's permanent damage at this point. That's my, honestly, like if you had to put like even, even playing field, like from today going forward mm-hmm. to his brain, Jesse's heart. <laughs> It's a real drag out, you know, but no, I do start to wonder is two with a guy in the off season again, health aside, like he gets so cheap. Jordan loves also interesting. All, all of that, of course, is if, if, if Aaron Rodgers is actually going to leave, the only problem I have with the Jordan love market is his pricing is already such like, Oh, this guy's seven and three as a starter. Like that is where his market is already. And he's not like, we don't know if Rodgers comes back. He's obviously day one starter. So I do wonder. NFL gets interesting to me after the off once the off season begins. So we also have to do our official Super Bowl picks. I was soon. about to say, yeah, because uh, I assume we're Let's coming over to now. your place to watch the game, right? Is Hannah hey, wants to go to your house? We're sick of being here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just figured you'd want uh, family. I'm taking or something the Chiefs else. by thirty eight, <laughs> just to spite Eric King. <laughs> Mahomes seventy three to twelve, whatever that comes up to. I'll take. Where is this game, by the way? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know no. either. I kind of want to know. I feel oh, like Phoenix. it's in Arizona. Yes, it's in Phoenix. Look at oh, Carlos. Carlos. Guys, that was Carlos, the producer, the very rare and non very. Right, take vocal. it easy. It's in Phoenix. I know <laughs> yeah, because I, I I'm think... not the one. I'm not one of the producers going to Arizona. So oh, do you want us to go on strike? Yeah. No, what do you want us to do to help do? your case? You tell us what to do. He's gone. I'm in. He's gone. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Who's to blame for this in the company? Who could we, who could we call out by name? Yeah, here? give us a name to shout out. Yep. It won't affect your job. Everyone in this company is great, and I love working with everyone. <laughs> okay, let me read between lines. Here's what Carlos is really I saying. I heard everyone Listen. is a pain. Well, wow. I know I know. Corey is still at the company. Corey, what are you doing for my man, Carlos? Come on, Corey. I don't know who all the, I don't know who the other sound people are. Corey's the only person I could ever actually call up by name. So, uh, But I like Corey. Uh, it's in Phoenix. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going. I, so I, your turn. I so would just, have gone either way, the opposite, uh, but right. I am going opposite this time. You're going Philly. Yep. I'm going the Chiefs 31 to 20. And if I'm wrong, we're going to call our favorite CFO live on the air Monday next 31 week. 31 to 20. What is the the line on it? Do you know? I think it's still minus one or one or two. It's, it's okay. the Philly. Philly is still a slight favorite from what it I've is seen. Still. What is your prediction here, sir? All right. So if I'm doing a point prediction, I am saying Philly to win. And I'm saying 27, 20. So either way, we're covered because there's no way the line's anywhere near that big. So you're taking Philly. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yep. All right, let's go to the next topic and get out of here. I'm I gotta really go back excited. to grunt work. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, Visit JiffyLube.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. I did have a couple things to do for a straight facts, homie. Just uh, whenever. Do the voice. Whenever. And then we'll I, I'm the just voice. letting you know that because we didn't no, talk right about it before the show. So Do it right now. Straight facts, homie. God, that was bad. I haven't done that in so long. I haven't done it. Honestly. It was better than most of what I've heard today. So that's a compliment. All right. Uh, just a few things. <laughs> there you go. Just a few things to talk about. Uh, we missed this last week, last Wednesday, I believe. So there was a, uh, they, they described it as an octet. It's basically just eight packs of 1952 Tops Baseball. Yeah. This thing just sold for $873,000. I... I can't tell you how nervous I am because I know at one point this was like in the hands of baseball card exchange. So, um, you know, they were kind of the ones notorious for the whole uh, Pokemon. I think they're good. They're good with sports cards, though. I mean, I hope so. I would they hope are. so. I, I've, I mean, and by and large, I've never heard any issues with sports cards. At this point, mythical creatures and other crap. I don't think they need to mess with. <laughs> At this point, they. Uh, I think the pack was traced back to like 1991, where uh, two collectors purchased it, and now they're the ones who are reselling. Um, but who knows? I just find Pretty it. Amazing. I, I would love, absolutely love to see them ap- open this, but I wonder if they just keep it as a, a pre-packaged thing. Speaking of, here's a, here's a little connection to that story real quick yeah. before you move on. I ripped some old stuff for me last night as well. 1993 Finest Basketball. Oh, cool. Anything As good? fun as any product I've ripped in my life. Did you pull any rookies? So it's literally just base and you get one to two refractors per box. That is it. The centering by and large is horrible, so most of it won't grade out. Okay. Penny Hardaway, your boy, mm. and Chris Weber, the two Chase rookies. Uh, it was awesome. Like we didn't hit any huge refractors. We got some Jordans. We're gonna grade a couple of the pennies. Will grade out. Uh, it was it was awesome. So that's very old cool. stuff is cool. The guys What's like the next it. Story was it like a? I've already said too much, Jesse. Okay. Next story. It's fair. Uh, next story <laughs> is so there's another Topps Chrome product coming out this year. Sapphire. It is Topps Chrome McDonald's All American cards. These apparently from 2006 oh, to 2008. They, uh, I think, I think it's college. No, uh, it's the kids leading up to college. Oh well, they mentioned college, so I, I yeah, maybe it is then. Um, but from 2006 2008, this was a thing. There was a number of players back then, like James Harden is in this, Kevin Durant, uh, Drew Holiday. They actually still sell okay. Like there's a uh, just recently sold a Kevin Durant 
PSA 10 of his McDonald's rookie card from 2006 that just sold for a hundred bucks. Um, you know what they call that in Australia? Mackers. No, really? So they call it McDonald's Mackers. Huh? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's also a number of like Drew Holiday uh, signature cards that sell for like 20, 30 bucks. I think it's interesting just the fact that McDonald's is putting out a product right now. It makes me happy and scared at the same time because if they put out this product from 2006 to 2008, that was like kind of the end of the early 2000s, like card boom. It's like, are, are they like a death nail? Is this a bad omen for them to come in and start making cards? I don't believe in omen, so it wouldn't matter. But it's just more of a interesting note that McDonald's is coming into the card market with tops again to put out this product. Um, we'll see. It is uh, also interesting because someone in the mailbag today mentions how many variations of top chrome tops chrome has come out this year so we'll get to that here in a moment but uh mike are you getting some mcdonald's cards mackers no (laughs) okay uh last certainly not least i think uh someone else also in a separate message to us wanted us to talk more about just interesting auction items um like what things are going for i thought every once in a while i'll try and throw in some some nice high price stuff but the uh, 2022 Panini Prism World Cup Messi one of one is on auto? bid over at Golden. No, this is not no auto. Um, it is. It was graded at PSA nine. Again, it's a one of one, so I don't know how many people care too much about that. It. He had a another like a Nebula version of this card that sold for like with buyer premium. I think like ninety two thousand something around there this one currently with buyers premium is ninety eight thousand it still has two more two and a half more days to go so messy stuff is still very hot uh, i don't think anyone was too surprised about that but i mean if you've got it yeah, that's a lot of money yeah maybe time to start looking to sell but there you go i will be looking to sell all my messy one-on-ones yes i agree <laughs> <laughs> that's fair I good call. i still have a box of, i actually might have a few boxes of hobby left oh you kept some yeah because I, I got some loose stuff allocated so i i, I think i'm gonna guess two boxes but i don't quote me so did we have anything to talk about with new releases was there some new stuff coming out oh there are yeah there's two on the schedule real quick while you're pulling up pricing for that stuff too because based on that question i'm guessing you don't have pricing which is totally fine my list didn't show any new releases the at least the two that you have mentioned here so at least but the list now shows it so yes it does you'd agree you were right um I mentioned the finest 93 finest, which was an awesome rip. I, I ended up spending the entire night breaking last night. We did fine, Top's Finest Baseball last night, a half case BYT. QC issues aside, I still love that product. Very, very impressed with the resale value and with the checklist. I'm still high on that. We did a flawless baseball hit draft. I'm still in on flawless baseball. Like I, Some guys have come out recently, too. Uh, and like, oh, you know, guys trying to just move dead product. Like flawless, specifically mentioned flawless baseball. I'm not sure why. I think Flawless Baseball is awesome. Like for the money, I'm actually a big fan of Flawless. We do it hit draft style, so everybody gets a card. We pulled the Torkelson Savage Jumbo Patch Auto number to like five or four or something weird. Um, we also pulled a dual. Actually, this card was probably even cooler for me, at least. It was a one-of-one dual game-used patches of Carl Yastrzemski, and then the other one was the All-Star Game patch of Dustin Pedroia. I thought that was awesome. Uh, Ken, by the way, yesterday. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Didn't Ken pull something big? First of all, Ken pulled the one-of-one encased RPA of Julio, which is probably, if I had to put a guess, 7,000, 5,000, 7,000, I don't know, massive. 
The very next case, he pulls the the J-Rod Griffey one of five dual auto. What is with his cases lately? His allocation's been kind of crazy. Backyard cases, baby. Yeah. Going right to Evansville. Um, and then we did mosaic basketball at the end of the night. Same thing for the money. And I and I've I mean, I've said all along, I'm not in love with this the draft class from last year, because that's a 2021, the Cade, Jalen Green, all those guys. Mosaic basketball for the for the price right now, I think it's like 350. I think it's actually incredible. I, I, I'm sad I only have two boxes left because value-wise and price-wise, I think it's amazing. Also, wait, wait, wait. I found Mosaic bas- Basketball 2021. What? You already have yes. this? Yeah, it came out weeks ago. The reason Fast I, Break comes out. Fast, fast Break is a break. different skew. Okay, because yep. I was going to say that also, you've got it for this week, but Blowout is showing it is coming out for next week. So, Oh, then we'll leave that off. I thought it was the eighth. Maybe it got moved. Well, both of those products, the UFC and the Fast Break, are both showing on the 15th. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought UFC uh-huh. already shipped to me, but I could be wrong. I have found the next card I'm going to. I, I always like when I do this. I was doing this in the break, so I bought the card because it's like 5 $6. Out of this year's Mosaic Basketball, the insert set is called Moments in Time. I'm going to show you, Jesse. Nobody else can see it, but I don't care about anybody else. This is from the Larry Bird Retirement. It's when Magic Johnson came out and Bird rips his warm-up jacket open and Magic's wearing a Celtics jersey. I'm going to try to find all the refractors and like low-numbered color of that card. I think it's the coolest card I've seen in years. I was thrilled. Oh, that's very cool. Um, I'm always pumped when I find like a PC thing that I got a new product, so I'm going to try to buy. So if you have any of those, like numbered color, just sell them to me. I will say in the Facebook group, Max posted something that he PCs, which is like the Nike swoosh um, uh, patch. Man, I think that when he had them all out, laid out, it looked really cool. I thought that was that'd be a cool PC project. Yeah, not bad. He's got some monster Nike stuff I like got too. But anyways, that was my little fun fact right there. All right. So then we don't really have a new release then for this week because I think the really the only thing is that, oh, man, I already forgot. Hey, Carlos, is it Yu-Gi-Oh or Yu-Gi-Oh? Dude, are you sure? By the way, hang on. UFC Immaculate, I'm still showing as the eighth. I mean, I'm showing this. This is continuing to say the 15th. And when I pull it up, it still says 15th. So I I don't know. Maybe it's Yu-Gi-Oh, by the way. Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you so much. There's a big Yu-Gi-Oh release this week. And there's like uh, historic autographs, Gilded Age, uh, that's also coming out this week. That one, it's not the same Gilded Age. As, or what is the, what's the one that Tops just put Tops up? Just Gilded. Gilded. Yeah, no. Crazy it, spike on that, by the way. That product's gone nuke. Lee Err. Though this 2023 historic autographs Gilded Age does seem kind of cool because it's got like um Edison versus Tesla and Vanderbilt and Carnegie. I'm trying to figure out like who should all should have has been it. Edison versus Westinghouse, George Westinghouse, big component of AC or DC, one of the currents, I forget. One of those two. Man, some of these are really cool autographs. Okay, I don't know anything about this product. I can't vouch for it or anything, but if you are into old timey autographs of just like historical figures, uh, maybe check it out. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Then you shouldn't. Then you talk shouldn't about talk about it. <laughs> By the way, you're, yeah, my rep just confirmed Immaculate UFC is next week. Ah, there you go. All right. Well. Only other ripping note, by the way, we're doing a, by the time you hear this, you can tune in tonight at eight o'clock live on our Instagram. We'll be live with the Panini Instagram account as well. We're going to rip a box of 2022 impeccable football for some sort of big Super Bowl type giveaway this week. So you should tune in for that. What is the Super Bowl giveaway? Is it tickets to the Super Bowl? You get to play in the game. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> what? I'm yep. pumped, bro. Um, 
Speaking of things that we're going to, uh, that'll be live by the time you listen to the show, the giveaway for the Mint uh, Collective Meeting Conference card show, it is going to be a box of recon uh, that is the number one prize. It will be up on our social medias, so go out there, do whatever we ask you to do, and you'll be entered to win not only a ticket, but first place is going to get that box of recon. Um, Also, we're doing a live podcast at the Mint. Oh yeah, we've done that once before, and it was kind of a nightmare. We've we've this arranged is gonna be much it. better. Yeah, well, there are plans now. It'll I think be good. Bo- I think it's like a three hundred dollar box of recon, two fifty, three hundred bucks. Hello, okay, sweet. That's um, not bad. Yeah, it'll be simple, but just do whatever we ask, and then you can be entered to win. Um, man, I think it's time. I think it's like mailbag time. This may be a shorter episode, honestly. Good. I got to get back to work, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> what is Geo doing right now? Is he actually working, or is he like? He He's literally be, out there shoveling rock into a wheelbarrow, dude, putting in the backyard, brought spraying him it by hand into the office. Just brought, I mean, into your office there at the house, and had him got on the get on the podcast. Go I mean, open work, the window and yell to him. Say, "Hey, Papa, Pop Pop." There's work to do. Do you call him Papa or Pop Pop? What do you call him? Dad. Well, that's weird. All right, mailbag from the Facebook and the Twitter because I put it on Twitter today. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, first question up, Cole Benz wants to know, I've subbed a bunch of baseball. Oh, time out, time out, time out. I just got this breaking news alert. It's actually important. Sorry, it's Cole, we talk Cole hold on. Yeah, see Benz, chill for just a second. An assembly error involving a Babe Ruth cut auto. Hang on, this is right on the Panini. I think this is right on Panini's. Oh, this is the news about the card. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, Panini posted this from their Blue Jack Market account. An assembly error involving a Babe Ruth cut auto from 2022 NT Baseball was recently brought to our attention. We created, excuse me, we contacted the collector, received the original card, created a new card with a new Ruth cut, and is shipping to the collector this week. Images attached. Oh. And they literally remade the booklet. So everybody freaking out about this, which again, still big error. Yeah. Yeah. It's been made correct. So I'm I'm actually happy to see that. I'm, I'm begging the question, one, is there, does that mean that there's another Ruth signature out there in the wrong card? And two, no, I think that, no. They already said that they just put that in the wrong one. I believe. Oh, okay, okay. But so they're they didn't lose out because I was thinking, man, those signatures cannot be cheap. So they have to go out and put another one. But it sounds like they just never put the one in. That's what it's. That's uh, kind of what I've gathered. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, Sorry, Colbens. Here we go. Colbens with the question. I've subbed a bunch of baseball ahead of the season. When is the best time to put it all out there for sale? I'm so sorry. I was still reading the story. Cole, <laughs> I appreciate you. And Panini's texting now, making sure we're still good for tonight. Go ahead and read that one more time. I don't know if we cut it. The audience that. likes to hear it. I don't the know if we need to, to cut it or just leave it. Okay. No, no, just leave it. Just, just read the leave question. Leave it. People have given up at this point. <laughs> I've subbed. He's subbed so much baseball, bro, ahead of the season. He wants to know when's the best time to sell it. Oh, starting in the next month or so, like as pitchers and catchers start to report, do we see people get promotions? Uh, spring league, does somebody go off? I would be very ready to pull the trigger on any sales I wanted to make. Uh, Matt Jones, Bowman Draft slash Chrome had more than the usual QC issues this year, including card condition. Majority of base autos have print lines, minor scratches, etc. Do grading companies take this into consideration and are more lenient with grading, or should we just expect to see a lot less gem mints with draft and Chrome prospects in 2022? The B option. I think you're just going to see less gems. In general, they don't really move for that kind of stuff. They don't like 
great on a scale. So I think you'll just see a lower pop count on gems. Has there ever, like, I mean, honestly, do you know of a time off the top of your head where no. they took that into consideration? Like, hey, everything got messed up. So I'm we'll... sure they have. I don't know of one, though. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We should ask. We should just reach out. I mean, we have great in context. Reach out to SGC, see if Pete would say anything about that. Nat Thorpe, as we approach the MLB season, who do you see as undervalued and good potential upside right now? Soto is way up on my list. SDP are nasty looking. What's SDP? San Diego Padres. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. 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 I, I, so I've been very generic in some of my takes like Tatis, Soto, Vlad, Acuna, the big guys. Bo Bichette's another guy I think is, people have come way down on. Kind of a quiet off the wall name, uh, at least a little bit more so. I think Ryan Montcastle could have a pretty good breakout season. Very talented hitter. I think the Orioles are actually a very good team and have a ton of youth. So just kind of what I, I would look at as well. Ryan Montcastle. Montcastle. That's a good name. That's a solid name. Uh, uh, Chuck Businski, since doing the podcast, what changes in the hobby that you you've seen? Yeah, there's weird wording on here. Reading has what, been tough. No, I'll no, no. That. The reading's fine. It's the wording's just all right. What changes okay. in the hobby that you've seen? Uh, are you really happy about or really dislike? So we've been doing the podcast a little over two, call it two and a half years now since we officially started like off the ringer. Um, I have really liked the growth. In the, I mean, overall, the growth in the hobby, you can't deny and you can't argue with. There's way more people involved now than two and a half years ago. I hate how many people now have a social media presence who I think are totally just laughable buffoons. And now they're like, they've somehow built a social media platform or presence at least. So I, I can't stand that part of it. There are a lot of hard hobby guys who don't care anything about social media. I, I, was thinking about, I wish I could get, to, I wish I could detach myself from it, but I'm, I'm, I'm too entangled. Well, that's I can never get out we kind of have to be involved to some degree, but I hate that you can't go to a card show without 50 people with cameras yelling and throwing down cash. And almost all of these kids, by the way, almost all, there's a couple of genuine ones, but like the majority of these kids are just wasting their parents' money. Like literally that's what it is. They have family cash. They've never built a business in their life or succeeded in the buying selling game, you know, consistently. But they go in and they wear their cool watches and they're awesome and they, you know, yell about crap and they throw cash around. I hate that part of the hobby. Jealousy is not a good look on you, my friend. Oh, boy. Um, shorts aren't a good look on you. <laughs> Next question. Uh, I would also go on to say that I do like the fact that, especially in the last year, you've seen a lot of these companies, these new companies, the ones that are sticking around, starting to uh, work together on a lot of different projects. I've, I've mentioned that in the past that I wanted to see it. And you are starting to see that more and more often because eventually some of these companies, even more than have already gone, gone away, more of these companies are going to have to fail, I think. Um, it's just part of business and starting a new one. Not all of them are going to be success. I do like the fact that you see businesses trying to merge together to create a better, uh, more centralized product for for the people. Just what like are you it, talking about? Give me an specifically, example. I'm sorry, like I'm not say, you. okay, say uh, auction houses and grading companies, or or selling platforms and grading companies for for that matter. But just where you can go one stop shop, you don't have to. I don't have to go and sell my cards with say PC sports cards or five star cards and uh, go somewhere else to get the grade and then resell or anything like that. Just a matter of putting one-stop shop 
things together. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the example. I know you hate when I do that. So you're welcome. Next question. I love, I, got eight when I, ex- left. I love when you ask me a question, then I tell you, and then you act like you had no interest whatsoever in it. That makes me look like a real cool guy. Ooh. You're welcome. I wish you were here. There'd be so many words exchanged. Rich Moy wants to know, by my count, there are at least eight 2022 Topps Chrome sets. Even if the hobby agrees on which is the flagship rookie, how does the sheer volume of these sets impact values of the tops the top rookies long term? It obviously decreases the value, right? Too much supply. Although there is a lot of demand, there's a lot of it. So it's going to keep the value somewhat capped. How do you pick out a top? Like, which one is the flagship? How do you say Tops which Chrome. one? Although Sapphire sells really well too. Tops Chrome update. Eh. Tops Chrome, Tops Chrome Sapphire. Those are the two for me. Okay, so this is a noob question. If I open a box of Tops Chrome update, which I did, the card says Tops Chrome on it. It doesn't say Tops Chrome update. Um, is it a completely different card or a different picture or something than the card that would have come out of the Tops Chrome product? Yeah, totally different sets, totally different SKUs. Yep. It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a bad question, by the way. Don't just stop. It's already. Well, some of yours are really dumb. That was a decent question. That was a compliment. Name one dumb question I've ever had. I only have six (laughs) minutes left, so I'm not going to get into that discussion. Dylan John Blatz. (laughs) Dylan John Blatz wants to know, hey, Jesse, has Mike realized yet that you have a three-part name? Stay safe and healthy. Where do you think Mike Disdain comes from? (laughs) Love the show. He says, always listens with his son, Reef Mocha Latte. I wonder if that's a real name. I was, is that like a joke of some kind? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't If know. not, thanks for listening, Reef. I think that's a, that's a super cool name. I've never heard it before. Stop sucking up to the sun. Golly, you're such a panderer. God, it's disgusting. Jeremy Byers wants to know, with Brady now being on a beach in Florida with fans jarring up sand he walks on, do the Bucks hand it over to Trask or do they sign a new QB, a.k.a. Carr? Oh, I hope not, Carr. I I really don't know. I haven't heard anything coming out of the camp yet from the Bucks. If they end up going with Trask, though, I do wonder what that does for his hobby. Obviously, a starting role would be huge. And you still, I mean, say what you want about that team. They still have some pretty good offensive weapons. So I'd be very curious what happens there, but I have no insight there. Jason Bernhardt, is Kenny Pickett a legit QB in the making yes. that is worth his current value? Or are people overhyping him just because there's no other 2022 QB no. to get excited for? Other First of Purdy. all, there is Brock Purdy. Was Other the than Purdy, guy. he said. Yeah, time. pick. I mean, Pickett, I think, is properly valued. He played decent for a team that almost made the playoffs as a rookie. Yeah. I th- By the way, 10 years ago, that would have been a really good rookie season. We've gotten spoiled with the likes of Herbert Burrow with some of these guys coming right in. Pickett had a very good season for a rookie quarterback. I like him. And I don't think he's overhyped or overvalued. I will say that has a really affected my mentality of just sports and quarterbacks in general is that I came into just watching football again for the first time in decades in like 2020. And I've just assumed like every new QB is a rookie and he's drafted because he's great. And he's going to start playing great. Like I'm obviously not looking at that from the correct lens. I don't think. No, you're part of the problem. I would say. (laughs) Wouldn't you say that about everything that I'm involved with? I don't care for that tone. What's the next question? Anthony real. Do you think Deshaun Watson becomes relevant again with a full off season and a full uh, full workouts with his first team this upcoming season? I do. 
I think he's too talented to not be. So, yep, I think we see a resurgence this year. Let's go over to the Twitter. I don't, I'm realizing now these guys don't, (laughs) I'm realizing some of these guys don't have real names. This guy just said his name's just listed as P. Um, So P wants to know, has anyone ever tried to fight Mike after he called them sweetheart? (laughs) Uh, Not recently. I'm a very nonviolent person though. Very peaceable. When was the last time someone actually got in your face though? Like grade school? Oh, no, I've had some issues. I mean, as an adult, but not, I don't think anything recently. Since you worked at Chili's. Since I, uh, I may have gotten into a couple scraps in the basketball court. What are some of the games you played at Chili's with the other guys that work there? (laughs) (laughs) Just go. All right. Next question. Thank you, P. Trip Williams. Was that uh, Kyrie trade a win or lose for the Nets? Because you're getting DeWindle and Finney Smith, two average players, uh, and a first for a Hall of Fame type player. I think it was a win, especially because Kyrie came out and announced he wanted he was he was leaving. Like the fact that they got that much is actually impressive to me. So yeah, considering the circumstances, that was a win. With uh, from Hat and Wax Collector. With the World Baseball Classic starting next month, do you expect a spike with the players participating? Yep. This is what I was talking about with Cole's question. Like, hey, when do I sell baseball? Things like that. If you have prospects in that game, vets in that game. Like, yeah, you have to start really paying attention to the baseball market now because you're going to see some pretty heavy spikes for some of these guys because of events like the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Then our last question from Micah. Micah wants to know, why do you guys think there was actually a LeBron spike right before this next milestone? I never understand the bumps when they're already solidified unless they are championships. I I have. That's a great question, by the way. No idea, because in the last month, I have not for a second been motivated to go out and buy a LeBron card. I don't I don't have any idea why there was a spike. I don't think the scoring record means anything to hardly anybody, but maybe it does. I'm apparently wrong because I am wrong. Like because it, it obviously has affected pricing, but I do not know, and it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, there, there's a number of things why I, I would have thought if you had told me that the scoring thing has been a, a thing in the past or record setting has been a thing in the past, but we know for a fact that it hasn't. Like there's so well, many. Well, but Aaron Judge ro- did. Like the judge lead up with the home runs. Some things are some records. But this, but I mean, like yes, okay, so of course some records, but I just mean like ones that I wouldn't have thought were that big of a deal. Yeah, records built on longevity like this. I just kind of thought, well, you know, I take that back because you think about like home run, like home runs. Albert Pujols hitting 700. Yeah, Yeah, like that's a huge deal. So maybe that's true, I guess. But a home run is different than a score. Like they may have scored a lot more than that. Obviously, a home run is different than, you know, how many what's their field goals? Yeah. Okay. we'll never know for for sure. That's the bottom line. It's 12 o'clock on the nose. Can we be done? Take it away, bro. Perfect. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll oh, be back wait, on wait. Trivia Thursday. night. Tuesday. Tuesday. Trivia night. Tuesday the 7th, 7 p.m. Central. Football trivia night if you want to get involved on Card Shop Live. I'm sorry. Oh, and I'm going to be live tonight doing a massive single sale on Card Shop Live. So there you go. There and you we'll go. be back on Thursday. We have nothing else to say. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 